What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, the last sane human. Alive. Right into this shit. So, Dana White was talking about the BMF rematch the other day, okay? And he was saying that Nate Diaz and um, Jorge Masvidal is going for a round, uh, for a rematch, <sighs> And he says that it may happen. They're, they're looking to make it happen in January, he said, right? Now, I don't know about you guys, but I am not excited for this, okay? This is definitely a casual fan fight, okay? This fight is not going to be competitive. Let's be very clear on that. This fight is not going to be competitive, okay? It's not. Um, It was not competitive the first time. This is what is confusing to me, you know? Because it's it's not competitive. It wasn't competitive the first time, okay? And um, I don't know. Uh, Okay, first off, that's my pup in the background. I got a... uh, I have a pit bull bully and I have a bull massive pup and we're trying to crate train him right now and but he be crying so I don't know if you can hear him or not but you may hear him but if you know anything about dogs gotta get through it you know <laughs> gotta get through it but even with so Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal was not a very competitive fight okay it was not yeah Jorge Masvidal was pretty much beating the shit out of Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz is 21 and 12. He's 110 percent a journeyman. Okay, no debates about that. Is Nate a good fighter? 100 percent, 100 percent. Do I think Nate needs to be fighting for the BMF belt again? No. First off, the BMF belt is fucking stupid. Okay, <coughs> the BMF belt is stupid. That doesn't make sense. I'm sorry. <laughs> 420 friendly you already snow but the BMF belt is a made up fucking belt made up by two guys who would never be champion okay Nate Diaz made that shit up because he'll never be a champion in the UFC in any division neither will Jorge Masvidal Jorge would never be a champion in any division okay so the BMF belt is the only belt he's ever gonna hold you know, Nate Diaz is not going to win this fight. He lost three rounds in the first fight. It was a clear three round loss, and then they they stopped the fight. Now, was Nate still there? Could he could could have still kept fighting? Yes, we've seen worse cuts than what Nate had, and the fight not be stopped. You know, so I think it was crazy that they even chose to stop the fight like that. You know, I think that was crazy. Number one, number two. For those of you fucking idiots who keep saying, oh, no, but Nate Diaz, he's up around around four and five. That's what he's known for. No, he's fucking not. You're just saying that because UFC analysts who are paid to promote these niggas are saying shit like that. No, he is not. He has had what is he had like two five round fights his entire career, like maybe three. I think I'm not entirely sure, but I feel like he said. Like maybe and three may be pushing it. That may be being generous, you know what I mean? But Nate Diaz has not had just all these five round bangers, you know what I'm saying? 
They did just not have all these five round bangers when he just, you know, banged it out with everybody for five fucking rounds. That's not what happened, you know what I mean? So let's look at and see how many times Nate has went more than five five rounds. One two I thought so. Twice, I thought so. You know what I'm saying? He went against Conor McGregor for five rounds, which he lost that five-round decision. And he went five rounds with Benson Henderson. I saw that fight, which he lost that five-round decision. That was a a clinic Benson put on him. He's only went five rounds twice, and he lost both those fights. What the fuck are you idiots talking about? You're just repeating shit that the fucking UFC analyst said. Hardcore fans, think for your fucking self. Please think for yourself. Nate Diaz does not heat up in the later rounds. All of his fights outside of two have the most he's fought was three rounds. He lost all three rounds to Jorge Masvidal, even if he did heat up. And first of all, he wasn't going to finish Jorge. Jorge was laughing at his punches, okay? He was literally laughing during the fight when he got punched because the shit wasn't hurting him, okay? Literally, okay? It was not hurting him. He was laughing at, at, at Nate Diaz, okay? Even if Nate came out and just you know, fucking high volume and hit Jorge way more times and won the fourth and the fifth. He still lost one through three. He still lost the fight. He still lost the fight. And I didn't see him just turning it around. I saw the fourth and the fifth round going much the same as the first three rounds went, which is Jorge hitting him hard as fuck and him throwing slaps at people. I'm sorry. I think the whole stock the slap thing is stupid. There's no damage, okay? And who the fuck starts slapping during a fist fight? And that's gangster. When has a nigga during a... Now, it'd be different if, if, if it was a nigga and another nigga just sitting here arguing with each other. And then one nigga cocks back and slaps the shit out the other dude and the other dude don't do nothing. Well, then that's different. You know what I'm saying? That's different. That's gangster. If I'm in a fist fight and I just start slapping in the hood, niggas think, a, niggas think I'm a bitch, bro. You know? So this whole little Nate out there slapping people and, you know, I don't know. I just feel like... I like Nate Diaz. Who doesn't like Nate Diaz? He's a cool guy, you know? So he's very easy to like. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I'm not going to kid myself into thinking Nate is just this, you know unstoppable fighter he just has this great Nate has great jujitsu he has great grappling you know what I'm saying he has good boxing Nate is just a just a decent fighter all the way around he's not the best at anything he does he's just good at pretty much everything you know but I just don't see Nate as this dominant this dominant fighter nor do I see him beating Jorge Masvidal because the fight is going to go pretty much the same as it went the first time this fight was not so competitive to where we need a rematch. So let me tell you what's actually happen happening here right now, okay? So what's actually happening is they have found a star in Jorge Masvidal. First off, you can't really be a star in the UFC unless you have a story, okay? Look at the Contender Series. It is the Struggle Olympics on the Contender Series, okay? Everybody has a story. Everybody has some shit that they just went through and had to come out of, you know. So Jorge Masvidal has a story, okay. 
here's a story that they can promote. His brand is being built. A lot of you fucks didn't even know, especially you casuals, didn't even know who the fuck Jorge Masvidal was until he came back and fought Darren Till. Then a lot of you still didn't know who the fuck he was until he beat Ben Askren. <laughs> then a lot of you didn't find, didn't know he was fighting with Kimbo Slice and them back in the day until they told you. People like me already knew all of this. It was not news to me. I knew who Jorge Masvidal was before when he came back and fought Darren Till. I was like, hey, that's the guy off the Kimbo tapes. You know, that's how I remember him. You know what I'm saying? The guy from the Kimbo tapes, you know? And, uh... He has a great story. He was fighting on the streets, switched over to mixed martial arts and did his thing. And he did do his thing. When he switched over to mixed martial arts, has had a ton of fights, been around a long time. He has a story, you know, calling him Street Jesus now, you know what I mean? He's got some branding. They start building his brand up. After the, now, Nate Diaz has a huge brand because he fought Conor McGregor because of all of that buildup. Before that, what they said, Nate was getting paid like 16000 a fight, you know? And then he fights Conor and gets the biggest payday of his life. Now he's a huge star. Now every fight he gets after that, he feels as if, you know, he got to get, you know, a big payday for it because now he's a huge star. He was already a star before that, but now after the Conor fight, he's a huge star, right? So you put... Jorge against Nate. Jorge watches Nate, of course. It's not even a competitive fight. And because Nate was a huge star and what they call a needle mover, put him on a car with Jorge. Jorge beats the shit out of him. Jorge's not a needle mover. Now, he's a huge star. Everybody's calling for Jorge to fight Kamaru, which is hilarious to me because he hadn't beat anybody in the top 10 welterweight division. Don't tell me he beat Ben Askren. Ben Askren was only ranked because of his name, not because of his body of work in the UFC. Don't tell me he beat a dehydrated, couldn't stand up at the weigh-ins, Darren Till. Darren Till is no longer ranked in the welterweight division and literally went up the very next fight. And has been looking a lot better at middleweight than he was looking at welterweight fighting trash cans before he got to the top, to some of the top guys in the welterweight division. Okay? Don't tell me he beat Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz is not ranked in the welterweight division. You see what I'm saying? He fought Stephen, um, uh, Stephen Wonderboy. He's ranked in the welterweight division. Stephen Wonderboy beat him. He fought Damian Maya. He's ranked in the welterweight division. Damian Maya beat him. You want to know why Jorge Masvidal will not fight Leon Edwards? Because Leon Edwards will beat him. He's on a fucking eight-fight win streak. He's whooping everybody's ass. And he's not a big enough payday for him. It's not a big enough payday and it's too high risk because if he loses two fights back to back, his stock starts to drop. You see what I'm saying? His stock starts to drop then. And also, he won't make it back to the title. So they're giving him fights of unranked fighters in the welterweight division to get him back to the title because he's not going to beat anybody that's ranked in the welterweight division. He wasn't beating ranked 155ers, bro. He wasn't. You know what I'm saying? So this is what they're doing. They're feeding him names to get him an argument to go back for the title. I don't even think Gilbert Burns deserves a title shot. I'm sorry. Leon Edwards deserves a title shot. Whatever you have to do to give him the title shot should have happened. Even if we had to wait, it should have happened. Gilbert Burns does not deserve a title shot. I'm sorry. 
the only win at welterweight that he's had to me that's been like, oh, okay, that's what's up. It's Tyron Woodley. I know Tyron Woodley's been on a, you know, on a, a bad little fight streak lately here. Not really, not really getting anything off. Just getting in there and not really fighting. You know what I'm saying? And I know he's been on on, on a on a bad fight lately, but Tyron Woodley is still a a really good fighter. He's still very talented, and he's still at the top of the division and a former champion. Him beating Tyron was probably the best win that went away for me, or whatever, right? Damian Maya, not so much. He's not the same Damian Maya he used to be. There's that. He's old. Come on, man. Damian Maya's like in his 40s or something, ain't he? I don't know. He's old. You know, that's like beating a 45 Anderson Silva. He's 45 years old, man. You wouldn't have beat him when he was a champ. You know? So... And I don't know. I like Gilbert Burns. I think Gilbert Burns is a very good fighter. I just think Leon Edwards has been beating top 10 competition for a while now and hasn't lost for a long time. And he still hasn't got a title shot because he doesn't have a struggle story. <laughs> he doesn't have a struggle story to tell you. He didn't struggle through anything. He doesn't have a sob story to tell you. He doesn't have a story where he's a victim. His only argument is I've been winning. <laughs> I've been winning for years now. I've been facing top-level competition and winning for years now. That's his only argument. And just winning is not good enough. A three-fight win streak at welterweight division has got Gilbert Burns a title. A um, three-fight win streak at the welterweight division fighting non-ranked talent has got Jorge Masvidal a title. A title shot, you know. So, I don't know. I think that's some bullshit, you know what I'm saying? I think Jorge is going to start doing what Conor is doing now and just looking for money fights, and that's it. And, I, you know, looking for money fights to get back to, to get back to the title. He's not looking for any any fight that could, you know, that he could possibly lose, any, any actual uh, threat to him. He's not going to fight. But anybody that that's an easy win, Nate Diaz is an easy win. And it doesn't matter how many fights Nate Diaz loses. He's never going to be a champion. He's not trying to climb the rankings. He's just trying to get a payday. So even if he loses, it doesn't matter. He got a big-ass payday or whatever, and it, you know, it, it, it boosts Jorge up, who is still active. Nate is not really active. doesn't really care about getting the title. So it doesn't matter if he wins or loses the fight. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't. He loses all the time. It's not a big deal. You know what I'm saying? And even when he lost the fight, y'all still say shit like, oh, he was just heating up. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, I just I just think it's such a stupid fight to make. I think it's such a stupid fight to make. I really do. We've already seen it. It was not competitive the first time at all. I don't understand how they think it will be competitive a second time around. This is just, this is just silly, y'all. This is just silly. I hate this so much, you know what I'm saying? I hate this so much, you know? It's like UFC is starting to try to cater to the casual fans and your noobs, you know, adverse to your hardcore fans who's been here with you guys. Even the video game is like that, bro. The video game is Fortnite now. Fortnite and Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it's not an MMA simulation game anymore. I don't know if you play the video game. I do. Since UFC 2009, when THQ had it. 
when EA Sports had it, they have ruined it year after year. The UFC 1, 2, and 3 were okay. They got better as they went along. I like UFC 3 the best. But I don't like things like there's no swelling, there's no real damage during the fights that happened from punching somebody or something. There's no real consequence for getting cuts. There's, oh, and, and, and 4... They left out a lot of the ground game positions. They left out the over under clinch, uh, the double under, uh, double under hooks. You know what I'm saying? Things that are like staples of MMA that happen almost every single MMA fight. You know, and they the, the left out so much. And now instead of having a walkout, you get to emote. You know what I mean? Like. It's it's crazy to cater toward these these casual fans, you know, and they're forgetting about the hardcore fans, you know. And I, I get it to a certain extent as far as UFC goes, they have, they, they have to bring in more views, you know. So th- th- this is how they do it: they big up names and then put them in fights they can win, I guess, to continue to build their brands and shit, you know. But that's when it's going to start becoming like boxing, you know what I mean? And, I, and I, I'm hoping we're not going in that direction of where we start padding the records to get undefeated fighters against undefeated fighters or 8-0 win streaks against 8-0 win streaks. You can start padding records and shit, you know, so hopefully we don't start doing that. But uh, moving along real quick, so um, John Jones takes shot at Brock Lesnar. First off, I don't think Brock Lesnar is ever going to fight again in the UFC because you saw the testing. Brock Lesnar is on the juice. He was on the juice the whole time he was in the UFC before. No debates in my mind. You know, John Jones would get smashed by Brock Lesnar if Brock Lesnar came back. I have no doubt in my mind about that because I don't think John Jones is going to be able to. First of all, he doesn't hit hard enough to hurt Brock. Okay, I don't care what you say. John Jones coach said while he was on his little break for his his second suspension. He said, John Jones is developing one-punch knockout power. We haven't seen that shit in, like, what, four fights now? You know what I'm saying? We haven't seen no one-punch knockout power at all. Not even. We haven't even seen him wobble anybody. Tiago Santos was on two legs that weren't even there anymore, and John Jones still never wobbled him. We've never seen this one-punch knockout power. And he hasn't wobbled any light heavyweights. There's no way in hell he's wobbling in a heavyweight, bruh. Not on the feet. And he's not going to out-wrestle um, Brock Lesnar that's not gonna happen he'll get smashed this is a big a big money fight whoever John Jones fight next is gonna he's gonna get smashed in the heavyweight division whoever it is they're trying to campaign for the Stipe fight cause it's a big money fight and he knows if Francis fights Stipe first Francis is going to win okay Stipe would not be able to just hold on to Francis like he did that first fight I love Stipe I think he put on a clinic but let's be real Francis Francis left that fight without a mark on him without any damage taken he just got held down and tired out pretty much Stipe just held on for your life and tired him out pretty much and hit him enough to where he didn't get stood up he didn't really do any damage to him he just held on to him so he wouldn't be able to punch him you know what I'm saying? So, so that way he wouldn't get punched. You know, so I don't see Stipe being able to do that twice. I see Francis being much more prepared. And I don't see it happening the same way. I see Stipe getting knocked out. You know, no debate in my mind. Stipe is going to lose to Francis. John Jones knows that. Then he knows the fight with him and Stipe would no longer be a super fight. And he will no longer won't get that same payday if Stipe is not the champion. You see what I'm saying? He's not going to fight Francis for the title because he doesn't have a chance in hell. He has a chance against Stipe. 
he watched the fight with um, Daniel Cormier and thinks, Shh, I beat the brakes off of Daniel Cormier two times. I know I can fuck with Stipe. You know what I'm saying? I know I can fuck with Stipe. You know? So, <clears throat> Stipe is an easier fight for him. And for Stipe, John Jones is an easier fight. No one wants to fight Francis. And John Jones is looking for that super fight at heavyweight. It's only going to be if it's for a title. Even if he fought Anthony Johnson, it wouldn't be a super fight. You know? is is Whoever he fights, it has to be for a title. He's not going to want to fight Francis for that title. He's not. Because he even said, if Stipe loses, then it wouldn't be a super. Exactly. You know what's going to happen. We all know what's going to happen. But everybody's running from Francis. Everybody. And it's crazy when these guys, oh, we'll fight anybody anytime. No, you won't. This is the brand you try to put out to make yourself seem like a badass to game fans. At the, end of the, at the end of the day, you will not fight anybody at any time. There's a few fighters like that, and they have shit records and will never be champions. Donald Cerrone. But he has fought so much now that he holds records in the UFC pretty much just for fighting so often, you know? Because he'll fight. He's one of those few fighters who will fight anybody. But when I say few, there's probably quite literally a handful of fighters who will fight anybody. Most of these guys pick and choose their fights, fight around the tough fights to get to where they want to get to. You know? So, like I said, I don't see John Jones fighting anybody but the heavyweight champion. And right now, that's Stipe. And if Francis doesn't get the next title shot, so John Jones will have the super fight, I'm going to be pissed because then we're going to have to wait another damn near year to see the Francis and Stipe fight again. Because Stipe is probably going to beat John Jones. John Jones, for John Jones, Stipe is a safer fight. He's a much safer fight because John Jones is really good at not taking punches or not taking damage. He doesn't just stand and trade. He gets out the way and resets. Stipe's not going to be able, you know, uh, Daniel Cormier sit there and trade it with Stipe. You know, John Jones is not going to do that. He's going to teep kick him, you know, do that uh, side kick to the knee, you know, do that oblique. You know what John Jones does. He's just going to keep Stipe away from him and win, and win every round by points, you know. He's not going to try to wrestle with Stipe. Stipe has good wrestling, and he's very strong. Stipe has that, what we like to call that brute strength. You know what I'm saying? He's a strong guy, so he's not going to want to wrestle with Stipe. He's just going to stand up. It's going to be the same as John Jones' last few fights has been pretty much uneventful. You know, Stipe's not going to rush in like Dominant Rage. Dominant Rage just rushed in and started swinging. I'm sorry. Dominant Rage was just swinging for the fences. He wasn't even really picking his shots and he was just swinging for the fences you know what I'm saying he looked I'm sorry in my opinion even when I, I watched the fight just yesterday with uh, my neighbors he was very unexperienced you know what I'm saying he looks very unexperienced inexperienced it doesn't matter I'm the last sane human alive not the smartest so you know he was very inexperienced you know what I'm saying out there he really did this is why I think Giannis gonna whoop his ass <laughs> this is why I think Gian, Giannis a good striker he's a precise striker Giannis doesn't go out there just swinging crazy he's gonna go out there swinging crazy Giannis gonna throw one right down the middle and put him down mark my words remember I said that okay remember I said that the fight's coming up soon so remember I said that he's gonna throw one right down the middle and, and put and put Dominic Reyes down and it'll be the first time Dominic gets knocked out, you know, and he'll take two losses back to back. 
that's just how I feel. But and then before we go, before we go, let's address this real quick. Fucking um so I was I was in my neighbor's house yesterday and we were watching promo for the uh Habib and Justin Gaethje fight. And everybody is like, Justin, if anybody can beat Habib, it's Justin and blah, blah, blah. shut the fuck up. That's the same thing y'all were just saying when he was about to fight Tony. If anybody had a chance against Habib, it's Tony. And then when he fought Dustin, if anybody had a chance against Habib, it's Dustin. You know, shut the fuck up. No one has a chance against Habib, okay? <laughs> no one. No one. Habib beat Essen Barboza. You think he had to win up against good strikers before? Heavy strikers? Essen Barboza's striking is fucking beautiful beautiful one of the few male fighters who looks truly technical when he's out there with his striking you know it looks truly technical you know what i mean like his kicks everything his striking is beautiful habib whooped his ass now you can say well essen didn't have any any grappling justin gage he does so did dustin poirier dustin poirier has really good grappling You've seen his fights before this. He has some good grappling. It's not the best in the world, but it's good. Justin Gaethje has good grappling. Not the best in the world, but it's good. And you haven't even really seen Justin put on a grappling clinic or a wrestling clinic in any of his fights because he's standing up. Habib is really good at not getting hit by some experienced strikers. I don't think Justin is is as an experienced striker as Essen Barboza is. Habib has fought some some pretty, you know, strong guys. I don't see Habib getting hit like that. I don't see Habib getting hit and getting put down. What I see happening is Habib single-legging Justin to death until he gets him on the ground. Once he gets him on the ground, I see Habib winning the fight by points. He may get a finish somewhere in there. I doubt it. I see him winning the fight by points. I see a five-round domination in that fight. I see it not being very competitive. That's just how I feel. You know, I don't know what lightweight we have that would be competitive with him. I would say Tony Ferguson because Tony Ferguson is so good off his back. That's the reason I still think the Tony and Habib fight has to has to happen at some point. Because I would say Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson is just is just really good off his back. You know, and because Habib is going to take you down the only fighter I think that would give him a true comp- uh, competitive fight is somebody who's good off Justin Gaethje's not good off his back you can say oh Justin's gonna stuff the takedown yeah but for how long Habib's not gonna stop he's not gonna say oh I couldn't get it and then just give up and stand no he's gonna keep going he's gonna keep pressuring him against the fence and he's gonna keep going and he's gonna keep going and while and while Justin is defending takedowns you know what he's doing he's losing rounds Because even if he defends and defends, if he gets taken down twice and gets held down for at least a minute and a half, he lost that round. Unless he did something crazy on the feet, he lost that round. And this is how Habib was going to fight him. You know, so I don't see Justin having a chance in hell. All this promo and stuff is just to build the fight up. I don't see this. I don't see this fight being very competitive. Now, does Justin have a puncher's chance? Hell yeah. He hits hard as fuck. So there's always a chance. Habib is not unhittable. He's been hit. You know what I'm saying? So there's always a chance he'll be able to land something and maybe rock Habib and then, you know, go in for the finish. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? 
I fucking doubt it. But maybe, you know what I'm saying? You just never know, you know? But if, if I had to bet some money, I wouldn't put it against a being. If I had to bet some money on Apollo Costa and Israel fight, I don't know who I bet for. <laughs> I think Apollo's going to win. But the more and more I write, I mean, I don't know. I, I think Apollo's going to win, but I wouldn't bet money on it because... Israel, he has fought big guys before in kickboxing. And although kickboxing is not the same as as MMA, by a long shot, he's fought some big guys before. You know, and um, I don't see him putting Paulo down, but I see him, the only way he can win is just to outpoint Paulo. You know, just to outpoint him. But I don't know if he's going to be able to take those shots. So I don't know. I wouldn't bet on that fight. Uh, Dominic Reyes, Jan Blachowicz, I'm betting on Jan all day. I'm putting as much money as I possibly can on Jan Blachowicz. I think he's going to be champ. You know, I think he's. I, I definitely think he's going to be champ. You know, if I had to bet on the BMF rematch with Nate and Jorge, I wouldn't bet at all because I'm not ordering that shit. I am. I refuse to pay my money to watch Nate Diaz just get the shit beat out of him again. Unless they have a banging ass main card, it gotta be some good fights on that main card. You know what I'm saying? Not just one. It has to be some good fights on that main card for me to say I'll spend my sixty-five dollars to watch this. If not, I'll just wait for the fucking playback to come on ESPN Plus, and then watch it that way. Or if I really want to get nasty with it, it's a website, y'all. It's called Crack Stream. C R A C K S T R E A M. Crackstream.com. You can watch all your sporting events, pay per view, boxing, glory, kickboxing, all your MMA events for free. I'll just do that if I really wanted to watch it that bad. I'm not even sure I'm going to do that because I don't really care that much. I'll just get up the next day, see Jorge one, and say, huh, figure so much. And then whenever it drops on the ESPN playback, which shouldn't be too long after the fight, then I'll watch that shit and say, yep, that's what I thought. Jorge beat the shit out of him again for a fake-ass belt. For a belt that means nothing. For a belt that means absolutely nothing. For a fake ass belt. I'm good on that, brother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not spending my money on that shit. You know? I usually buy every event. Some events, I don't buy. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's, a, that's very rare that I don't buy an event. You know? But sometimes, some of these events, I'm not going to spend my money on. I'll just wait until, you know, that shit drops on the fucking um, the replay you know what I'm saying I'll just wait till the replay drops on the little ESPN plus app you know I'm not gonna cause that rematch doesn't make any sense I'm sorry I know I keep bringing it up but it doesn't make any sense this is just this is a clear money grab this is a clear money fight and that's it and because the first fight made so much money they wanna do it again and try to make the same money again this is what this is really about it had nothing to do with this because I don't know the BMS title is so stupid. It's not a real belt, people. What are we doing? We just made up a belt for two people who will never be champion because they were cool. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> because they were cool, we just made up a belt, a self-declared belt at that. 
nobody labeled Nate Diaz the baddest motherfucker in the game. You're barely in the goddamn game, bro. I wouldn't call you the baddest motherfucker in the game. I'm sorry. You labeled yourself that. And created a title for yourself to defend because you know you would never get one. And then you lost the fucking made up title that you fucking made up. You made up a title just to lose it the very next fight. You know what I'm saying? Just to lose it the very next fight. It's like, what the hell, you know? And now you got Jorge Masvidal walking around like he a champ. You know, when he walked out there and got dominated by Kamaru and everybody who says, ah, that was a boring fight. Kamaru just held him and foot stomped him the whole time. Facts. I agree. That fight was boring as fuck. But I'll tell you this. As a man <laughs> and as a fighter, if you can't stop this man from holding on to you for five fucking rounds, you deserve to lose that fight. You're not the champ. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you can't stop this man from holding on to you for five fucking rounds, if you can't get him off of you for five fucking rounds, five rounds, he's on you like glue. Yes, he's going to grab a hold of fucking Jorge Masvidal. He's not a goddamn striker. He only struck with Kobe Covington because Kobe Covington is a really good wrestler and he's not a striker either. So they can stand up and bang it out together. Neither one of them are strikers. He's not a goddamn striker. Why the fuck would he stand up with the striker? This, this, this is a classic grappler versus striker match. Why would the grappler stand in front of the striker and get knocked out? You know what I'm saying? Why would he do that? It doesn't make any sense for him. You know, it makes more sense to press him against the cage, tire him out. I would like to see more action out of Kamaru Usman, more punches to the face. I don't understand that either. You know, I don't understand when they got him pressed against the fence or in a or in a dominant position on the ground, why they're not elbowing and punching for the face, why they're just sitting there resting and just you know winning rounds. Like that, all Kamaru. While Kamaru was stumping his fucking feet, he could have been punching him in the head. He could have been throwing elbows and repositioning. Throw an elbow, reposition, punch him in the head, give him some good body shots in there. You know, you stumping on that man's feet. And you stumped so long, you know what I'm saying? One of the times he was stumping for almost 30 seconds straight. And it's like, what the fuck is going through your head right now? What do you expect to get from these foot stumps? You know what I mean? You would think you'd want to hit him in his face, you know? And even when he got him on the ground, he didn't really do any damage. So, on Kamar Usman's part, he won the fight. But it, it was more like he was holding... Jorge so they wouldn't have to fight it's more like he got out there and just grabbed a hold of him and held on so they wouldn't have to fight and won the fight that way you know but I'll say this if Jorge could not get him off of him to get some of his offense going hey that's your fault bro you gotta be able to get him off of you you know what I'm saying and you're not gonna tell me you didn't train his whole oh six days this video of you training with like Olympic caliber wrestlers Two weeks before, <laughs> two weeks before your fight happened, you know what I'm saying you were training. Daniel White even said it, you know what I'm saying. Daniel White even spoke on it that that was always the fi- the fight up until this time, and then they got put back on. He was training for this fight. Daniel White even called him on his shit, you know what I'm saying. So it's like, no, you can get these casual fans with that bullshit. For us hardcore fans, we saw your training videos, bro. We saw you training. But why else would you be training with Olympic caliber wrestlers two weeks outside of your fight with Kamaru Usman? Why else? You know, 
like Kamar Usman said, he was building his excuse for his loss because he knew he was going to lose. He knew he wasn't going to win that fight. He knew how it was going to play out. And you were building your excuse for your loss. That's what he did. And when the loss was over, he made it seem like no excuses and then gave you an excuse. You know what I'm saying? Gave you an excuse. You know? So, I don't like excuses after a loss. You know what I'm saying? Especially after a dominating loss like that. I don't like excuses. You know what I'm saying? So, this Nate Diaz fight is going to be shit. I hope they don't make that fucking fight, man. I hope... Man, I hope they don't make that fucking fight. I don't know. But if you guys want to hop on the podcast, man, this is a podcast created by fans for the fans. So, you know, I don't only want you to listen, you know, but I also want to hear your opinions as well. Because, you know, aren't you ever sitting down listening to a podcast about UFC and just wishing, ah, I wish I could talk to this guy and tell him where he's wrong, you know? There's no comment section on here. And so you can talk to me, Mark Washington, 1986 at Gmail. Send me an email, man. I'll send you a link. We can hop on together, man, and we can have a great conversation about UFC. I love talking about UFC, all kinds of mixed martial arts. Like I said before, I have a wide range of knowledge when it comes to all mixed martial arts. So even if it's not UFC you want to talk about, you want to speak about Bellator, I would love to talk about Bellator. I don't think Ryan Bader was ever the best at uh, light heavyweight in Bellator or at heavyweight. I think they were just building that because everybody wants champ champs now. You know, and they were saying he's the best light heavyweight ever and they got knocked the fuck out the next fight. You know, so I don't think he is. I think Ryan Bador is... I don't know. I don't think he's the best ever. I don't think... I think they've been... I think they wanted a champ champ, so they gave him favorable fights to see if they can get one. You know what I'm saying? That's just how I feel. I love Michael Venom Page. I think he needs to be in the UFC. Everybody keeps saying, he only beat trash cans. You see what happened against Douglas Lima? He only beat trash cans. What are you saying? He only beat trash cans because he is a trash can himself. He is just extremely entertaining, and I would love to see it on the UFC scale. You know what I'm saying? I would love to see it on the UFC level. You know, he's extremely entertaining. So I would love to see Michael Venom Page on the UFC level. I think he'll be very entertaining. And I think he'll surprise a lot of you. I think I think he will surprise a lot of you. I really do think he would. That Douglas Lima fight, shit happens. You know what I'm saying? I equate that to the same thing I equate Anderson Silva's first loss to Chris Whiteman to. Bullshitting around too much. You know what I'm saying? Bullshitting around too much. And caught that fucking... Uh, kick to the leg went down and got hit on the way back up that shit was horrible you know but like I said I got a wide range of knowledge when it comes to MMA and all kinds of stuff like that you know so hit me up man we can talk about it we can definitely talk about it and we can get more people on and the more people that join up you know I keep telling y'all get out those comment sections hop on the mic let's join up together let's all talk about it let's have our own podcast where we get to talk about the UFC and we're not promoting the fighters we're giving our real opinions based off what we see in the fight you know when uh, Stephen A. Smith said what he said about Donald Cerrone and all that stuff that that was an opinion that wasn't there to just promote this fight as this was a great show in my comment that was a real opinion I'm sorry you know so he got blasted 
by people like Joe Rogan or whatever. And I love Joe Rogan, but Joe Rogan ha- has a cult following. You know what I'm saying? So he got blasted by you know by Joe Rogan and them. But uh, I don't know, y'all. I kind of feel what he's saying here. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like if we had our own podcast, we would be able to hear more of an opinion that's not geared to promote and market for the UFC. You know, so this is this is our podcast, you guys. Hit me up, join up, and let's all talk about it. Hopefully, by the time I'm like 15, 20 podcasts in, I would have had some of you guys on and we can all have some good UFC talk. But until then, I am the last sane human alive. <laughs>